Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads podcast network for even more great basketball content. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to, uh, if you haven't caught on yet, this will be part two of our championship episode as the Milwaukee Bucks are now your NBA champions and, um, this will technically be episode 50, the 50th episode spectacular as Giannis puts up 50 to bring back the Larry O'Brien trophy um, for the first time to Milwaukee uh, in 50 years. So it's been a long time coming for us. I know um, there are plenty of listeners out there who uh, have gone through it a lot more than even myself and have, yeah perhaps not seen as bright of days with this Bucks team, um, particularly uh, back in the Brandon Jennings days or prior. Um, but now Brandon Jennings will forever be known as the prophet in Milwaukee as his Bucks and Six prophecy has been fulfilled. Uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of tuning back in here now, recording at the moment, uh, early Sunday evening on July 25th to follow up from our uh, a little chaotic uh, roundtable episode, uh, episode 49, part one of our championship celebration. Um, I'm sure I was sappy enough at one point uh, that Yak will do it to me, but it really means a lot to have the guys um, uh, join me the other night in... uh, Colin, who was brave enough to tell the uh, tale of Tuco, Andy, Brad, and Henry. So, special shout out to those guys. Um, I know, I don't think I mentioned it on Friday, but of course, um, quite remiss that my brother Drew wasn't able to join us. But I know he was, he was, he was a little under the weather, so um, I knew I knew he would have to rest up a bit. And it probably wouldn't be in his best interest to consume uh, a bunch of cognac and uh, 10 chicken McMinnies with the gang. But uh, maybe he'll be back on soon. Um, I know we have the draft coming just this Thursday as of recording. So I won't won't have the same deep dives that I would have had uh, in a a regular season. But I'll definitely take the... Uh, Bucks championship over having a little more time to do some draft analysis. Um, 
I should also say, um, perhaps apologize for uh, some of the crudeness that may have came along with uh, that episode, but I, I hope... I hope I spat out the parental advisory soon enough so that uh, no swears were taught to any youngins out there who might be listening either, but I think it was worthwhile, I know, sitting here as I do usually at my work desk by myself. It, um, it's hard for me to to uh, be my full authentic self here as I feel like I'm giving a presentation over zoom or something for my day job sitting here often but uh, yeah i can't quite relate to others um so but um yeah i i, ho- I hope i didn't i didn't lose anyone out there if, if you happen to be uh offended by colorful language but um you know if, if there's i think with us winning the championship i think if there's any any a time to be a little a little extra enthusiastic now is the time um so yeah i think i'm just gonna go over anything that i think we may have missed uh during that recap somehow that first part nearly took us to two hours little did my friends know i was setting them up for a potential two-part episode given that we were set for episode 49 and uh 50, the magic number, 50th episode, spectacular, uh, was just impeccably slightly short of the 50-point finals performance uh, and the 50-year gap in titles for Milwaukee. So, no thanks to everyone who joined me and for going through that journey with me, but... Um, yeah, one point that I think I missed, I know we went over that the Milwaukee Bucks were the fifth team in NBA Finals history to come back and win after being down 0-2. Uh, those, of course, being the 2016 Cavs, 2006 Heat, 77 Blazers, and 69 Celtics. Uh, however, I don't think that I mentioned that... Um, of course, a show that I love and look up to, especially for their authenticity, um, is uh, the Nodungs crew who suggested that uh, said O2 comeback uh, to then finish in six games because it has to be a sweep for this to work, but could be referred to as the freak sweep. I, I like that a lot given that it, well... Uh, Giannis is the namesake for it. And I think it's accurate in two ways. Of course, this finals appearance where um, Giannis has cemented his legacy definitely, but also initially this is exactly uh, the outcome that we experienced back in 2019 with the first, uh, I guess the first iteration of this, of this team completely. Cause that's, that's the first playoff run with Mike Budenholzer, if I remember correctly. It may have also been the first run with Eric Bledsoe. I think we traded for... Hmm, I might be wrong on that. I don't, I don't remember if we traded for Bledsoe. Oh, yeah. Bledsoe definitely arrived before Mike Budenholzer, so uh, pardon me on that. Anyhow, um, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're counting Bud as well... Um, 
as the rest of those starters. Uh, I'd say hiring Bud and getting those 60 wins was a big turning point. So, yeah, I think freak sweep is accurate. Um, I think there might have been another common suggestion out there, but uh, it escapes me at the moment. Um, of course, Giannis, Thanasis, and Kostas are now the first trio of brothers to go on to win a championship. So, um, can only imagine how special that must feel for them being in a trio of brothers myself um there are a couple points that came into question uh during the show that i wanted to clear up um the first of which was uh whether or not uh Giannis was the first since michael jordan to have a 20 point quarter i believe i posed that wrong at the beginning of the show um I know that I know that Andy questioned it. I think I suggested that um, that it was the first twenty point quarter since MJ in the playoffs, but no, that's just since the finals. Because um, uh, in game, ooh, now I forget that too. In one of the first two games, uh, it would have been game two. Giannis had a twenty uh, point third quarter, which is the first time that has been done in the NBA Finals since Michael Jordan. Um, and then, of course, Giannis did, did that again in the third quarter of Game 6. So, another testament to Giannis's remarkable run. Um, another stat that sparked uh, a bit of pause when I mentioned it, but uh, I can uh, say that this one came from uh, Kirk Goldsberry, and that is that Giannis is now the seventh player ever to score 50 points, uh, or pardon me, seventh player to score 50 points in a finals game. Of course, the other six are Bob Pettit, Elgin Baylor, Rick Barry, Jerry West, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. Uh, I say of course, but I I um, initially planned to have that be a bit of a trivia question for, for the guys in part one. Um, even though I listed it on their outline, I didn't think they, they would read all these stats uh, quite that. Uh, thoroughly so more special company from Giannis and I'm just going to keep it rolling also from Kirk Goldsberry here Giannis is only the the second player um, to have three 40 point and 10 uh, rebound finals games Uh, you might guess that the only other guy to do so is Shaquille O'Neal himself Um, and Giannis is now also the third player along with Hakeem and Michael Jordan to have an MVP, a finals MVP and a defensive player uh, of the year. And um, that and this stat come from StatMuse and that Giannis and Michael Jordan are the only players to have multiple MVP trophies a finals MVP and a defensive player of the year. I believe Hakeem only has uh, one regular season MVP, and that's, uh, of course, famously one was quote-unquote stolen uh, by David Robinson. I wasn't watching back in the day, clearly. So, of course, it's a regular season award, but um, many from many back then will remember that uh, Hakeem would go on to embarrass uh, David Robinson and completely outplay him 
and David Robinson's MVP season. So that's why sometimes uh, our older fans may chuckle at that. Uh, this one as well from Kirk Goldsberry. Giannis contested 13 shots in game six, that final finals game. And uh, Giannis blocked five of those, whereas the Suns only made four of those uh, 13 shots that Giannis contested. Uh, let's see. Giannis also scored the most points in the paint in a finals game ever. Um, I believe also from game in game six. Um, Giannis is tied for fifth for the most points in a final series ever. He's tied with uh, Kevin Durant with uh, 35.2 points per game, which he tallied in 2017 with the Golden State Warriors. And the last stat that I have here, uh, actually, surprisingly not regarding Giannis, but Chris Middleton had uh, 18 clutch points on 75% shooting uh, during the finals, and he also had the most clutch points uh, in all of the finals as well. Or, pardon me, he had the most clutch points in the playoffs, the whole playoffs. Uh, per Bleacher Report, clutch, clutch points are defined uh, as points scored within the last five minutes of a game with a uh, deficit or point differential deficit or a lead of five points or less. Yeah, so I thought we might have missed some of those stats there. Um, I think that obviously it's it's fun to count up all the evidence for why Giannis is as ma- is as amazing as he is. I think we covered all of the all the main points from Game Six. So I'm not going to go through um, the usual play by play for that because I'm just kind of wrapping up Part Two of uh the uh bucks and shit bucks and six championship uh show here but as some time has gone on here um we have already seen drew chris and devin booker arrive in tokyo uh for the olympics um unfortunately they weren't able to uh, bring home a win and make it five straight wins for Drew and Chris. Uh, but Drew did score a uh, game-high 18 points for Team USA. I know many wouldn't see that coming with all of the all of the hoopers, not basketball players, that are on uh, Team USA. I'm not going to get more into that whole hoopers versus basketball player discussion quite silly uh but yeah quite a week for drew holiday definitely uh and i'll be sure to recap more of the olympic games actually did not get to get to watch this one with my own eyes and give you a play-by-play of that i uh sort of escaped me that these games would be starting starting out so fast but i guess if we got bucks playing if we got bucks lacing them up i ought to I had to tune in. I had to tune in next time and give you guys my recaps. Now that we're in the off season, um, I still plan to come out with an episode every single week. Um, I wasn't hard pressed last off season, of course, as we really only had 
about a two-month delay. Um, this will actually still be a slightly shorter offseason than usual uh, with the NBA getting back to its normal schedule for next season. Uh, but definitely longer than the last offseason that I covered. So it'll be a new challenge for me, but um, we'll have we'll have the draft. We'll have the Olympic Games. I'll try to bring on some extra guests. I have a I have at least a couple in mind. Uh, I think I'm due to catch up with my friend uh, JJ from the 305 Culture Podcast. So there will be uh, plenty of more Nuck If You Buck content out there throughout the summer. Uh, it means a lot to those of you who have listened to me and shared your feedback uh, throughout the year. It's really quite overwhelming. I wasn't sure what kind of reaction I would get from most people. Um you know, on the internet, I'm not typically the most public person. So I was admittedly a bit anxious when starting out this show. It was quite a leap from uh, being being a bit of a fly on the wall on social media and then going to, going to the show and speaking uh, for an hour every day. Uh, speaking to my computer for an hour, uh, not every day, every week. Uh, but then indirectly speaking to all of you and, uh, yeah, for you all to show that you do indeed listen, it does mean the world to me. And then, of course, those, especially those four guys who showed up last night, only one of them, Brad, has ever done a show like that before. And, yeah, it's not, like, thing that Brad necessarily signed up for either, but I think I think they all did, did quite well, helped me out, especially in the beginning, as normally... Um, I, I have a bit of, bit of a rhythm to my usual shows that I do by myself and I just naturally plan it out a lot more. But I wanted I wanted this past uh, part one and part two of the Bucks and Six Championship show to be more organic. So it took me a bit to get there. Uh, luckily, I had some good, good men by my side. And uh, of course, thanks to every, everyone else who has joined me before that past episode. Um, and... I'll keep churning out the content in the meantime uh, as much as possible. Uh, But until then, brother, I'll see you in another life. But we'll still be NBA champions. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.